I like what the Lord's doing in here. It's just like an excellent setup for what I want to say to you. Because do you feel something in the air here? You know how it just feels good? Yeah. So I'm going to do an abbreviated version here. Cut to the chase because the Lord's not done. I really feel strongly. He gave me a word on Thursday that I, I know needs to be shared. But I want to to set it up so that it's understood. And I'm just going to keep talking and John's going to keep turning knobs back there and hopefully I'll get out of the hole. So we're going to talk today about atmospheres. And about the atmosphere of the kingdom. So John and I just praying to start the new year. We, we just decided, you know, we want to focus on the kingdom of God. So we just want to focus on the kingdom and talk about what is the kingdom of God. You know, you read in the scripture and it's talking about this is the way the kingdom is and this kingdom. And we talk about, God, we want to see your kingdom come. And sometimes I think we assume that everyone knows what we mean by that. And you might be one of those people that is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Is there any way I could switch to a different microphone? And here's the deal. John talked last week about there's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God and there's the kingdom of heaven. But the kingdom of God and there's the kingdom of this world. Guys, I slept really little last night. I'm trusting <laughs> that God is going to be exalted here. One thing that you need to know is that you're already very aware of the way the kingdom of this world works because we live in it. It's what we see. It's what we do every day. So we, we understand how the kingdom of this world operates. But in order to live in the kingdom realm of heaven and be operating there, we must have our hearts and our minds renewed continually. We can't just copy what the world does and expect God's kingdom to be released through our lives. Because when we copy what the world does, the kingdom of this world is released through our lives. But if we want to see God's kingdom in our hearts, in our church family, in our workplaces being released, then we must be renewed. If you know the scripture, Romans 12, 2, it talks about this renewal process. And I like it. I'm going to read it out of a different translation. Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a reformation or a reformation of how you think. We have to be renewed. We have to renew our minds because the kingdom of the world is so prominent in our hearts. It's what we see every day. It's where we live every day. If we want to be in tune with God's kingdom, we have to let the Holy Spirit transform us inwardly by reforming the way we think, by reforming our minds and our hearts. 
And the other thing that we need to know about God's kingdom is it's really upside down. It's really upside down. I mean, if it makes sense to you, it might not be God's kingdom. (laughs) Because here's the deal. In God's kingdom, to get more, you have to give more. The leader is the one who is the greatest servant. The least among us is the greatest in God's kingdom. In God's kingdom, a tiny bit becomes more than enough. In God's kingdom, our joy is not dependent on circumstances. The humble are the ones who are exalted. There is victory found when we surrender. You pay back evil for good in God's kingdom with good. Ashes become beautiful. So I want to talk today about the atmosphere of the kingdom realm. And how we can release it. So first of all, we have to just identify what is an atmosphere and and what are you talking about? How does it shift? How does it change? All right? So the atmosphere is just the feel in the air around you, right? We were just talking like, man, it feels awesome in here. Because there's the atmosphere of the kingdom is here. It feels, it feels good. All right? So you can think about places, people that you're around and the feeling in the air. Like when you go to Walmart, it doesn't feel like it feels in here. You know? And here's the thing is whatever atmosphere you're in, it affects you. That's why when you drive into the Walmart parking lot, you get angry. I mean, like right when you get in there, I start getting so irritated. All the cars who want to wait 30 minutes for the second row parking spot. I'm like, I just want to get around you. I just want to get what I need and get out. I start getting irritated. Does this happen to anybody else? You know, you're in Walmart, you're trying to get your stuff. And all you think is, I want to throat punch the person that is blocking the aisle who's all up on me. You know, you start thinking these thoughts. You, you start, something comes over you. Now, was I irritated and angry before I went to Walmart? No. But suddenly, when I step in to that atmosphere, if I'm not aware of it, I just start op- operating under whatever's there. It's the feel in the air and you will operate under whatever atmosphere you are in. So Hollywood is really good at this, at shifting the atmosphere. Do you you guys remember the movie Jaws? Some of you are like shaking with fear when I even say the word. Okay, so when this movie came out, these are the most ridiculous movies ever. The electronic shark, you know, like it's like this big massive machine because it was before CG, you know, they, they come out and, and they play the music. I mean, some of you are getting nervous right now. I mean, here's the thing. This theme song now will make grown men pee in their swim trunks in the ocean. If you start singing it in ankle deep water. Because this is what's happened. 
an atmosphere is created, a bad atmosphere is created when the enemy broadcasts lies that he wants us to believe as true and it changes the atmosphere. So Hollywood has done this. See, they gave us a lie that sharks can eat helicopters and are monsters who are after you. And the moment you put a toe in the water, it is sending a signal to every scary shark in the deep blue ocean. And they are coming for you at any cost. And they will attack every boat you're on and every vehicle you are in. And they will eat through the rocks to get you. And they broadcast this thing that this is truth. And we all laugh about it and we all think it's hilarious, but there are some of you in this room that won't go into the ocean because you might get eaten by a shark because you bought into fear. It's totally irrational to think that while I'm standing in ankle deep water, that a monster shark is going to come bite my leg off and the water's clear. It's so ridiculous, but in your heart, you believe it to be true and you operate under that fear and scream like a little girl running out of the ocean or not getting in it at all. That's an example of how the atmosphere is shift, shifted. The enemy will broadcast a lie that he wants us to believe as true, and it changes the atmosphere. It could be fear. It could be helplessness. It could be anger. It could be despair. It can be depression. Whatever the enemy is busy in the heavens broadcasting, if you catch it, and you believe it is true, you come under that atmosphere and you begin to operate there. Whether it's fear, whether it's depression, whether it's sickness. And some of you in this room believe you're always just going to be sick. Some of you in this room believe you're just always going to live in pain. At the core of who you are, you believe that right now. You have bought into the lie that I will be sick all of my days. I will struggle with pain. I will do this. Now, you might think, I would never say that out loud, but I want you to check yourself right now. I I felt strongly the Holy Spirit just came on me on Thursday while I was working on these notes. I know this is a word from the Lord. If the Lord is beginning to mess with your heart right now, you better check yourself because he wants to deliver you from a lie at this very moment. Do you believe At your core, have you bought in that you will always be in pain? That you will always be sick? The other one I feel like is some of you live as a victim under helplessness. That if you take all of it away and you really look in the mirror and you really have this heart to heart right now with Jesus, you really believe you you are operating in helplessness, always feeling like the world is against you. You've settled. You've accepted 
the enemy's lie. Is there anybody in here? You don't even have to like, I see one, like you can do this or something. I mean, if you're really brave, you can raise your hand because I'm about to declare some things over you. Right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that every lie that you are believing to be broken off in the name of Jesus, that the truth would be restored in your mind and in your heart and in your body, that you will no longer accept anything less than God's best for your heart, for your mind, and for your body. In the name of Jesus, we break the power of the lie and we shift your atmosphere in the name of Jesus to be one of peace and to be one of healing and to be one of joy in the name of Jesus. I declare you are no longer the victim. You are the victor in the name of Jesus. You will live pain-free. You will live in wholeness. You will walk in life and life abundantly in Jesus name. Amen. If you are believing that's your core, you're believing something negative. It's not the kingdom of God. And we have to know as believers that this is the strategy of the enemy. And he's being pretty effective. He doesn't have much power. But if he can broadcast a lie and get us to buy in, then he changes the whole atmosphere. And you carry it with you. You come in under somebody else. Your atmosphere will begin to attract people with like atmospheres. And if you're not operating in the kingdom of God... You better check your heart. You better check your heart. We must be aware of the strategy of the enemy. In Ephesians 6, it says, you have to stand firm in the truth of God, putting on the whole armor so that you may be aware of the enemy's strategies. And it goes on to say, we are, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We are not fighting human beings, but it is against rulers and principalities in the spirit realm. Some of you just need to be reminded that you shouldn't be fighting with people. People are not your enemy. And if you are doing all of your hand-to-hand combat with people, nothing is changing because the real battle is above The real battle is happening in the heavenlies. We shouldn't be fighting people. We're fighting against rulers and authorities and principalities. And so how do we do this? Number one, you have to understand your position in the spirit. That you really are a resident of the kingdom of God. In Ephesians 2, it says that God has seated us in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So, I mean, I get you are seated in your pink chair in Living Way Church right now. But in your spirit, if you are a believer, you are seated in heaven right now. You're seated. You're you're sitting in heaven in your spirit. Does that blow your mind? If we got that, would it change our lives? 
When you go to Walmart, your spirit is sitting in heaven. And the perspective of heaven will always show us the work of the enemy in the right proportion. And I have a great example of this. One time I was, I went to a conference or something and we were in the airplane and we were taken off. It was somewhere in California. There was lots of mountains and we, we began to take off right over the mountains. And I was, I got the window seat cause that's my favorite. And I was looking out and there had been some kind of forest fire and it was devastating. I just was overcome like this is so awful. Look, I mean, everything was just black and the trees were all broken off and it was just charred, just ashes and blackness and, and just burned. You know, if you've ever seen a fire. So, and we were flying pretty low right over the mountains and I was just like, oh, this is awful. This is so bad. This is, I just can't believe this. I don't remember reading about this on the news. You know, you're just thinking this is massive. And as the plane got higher and higher in the air, I kept watching until we were really high above it. And I'm looking over this entire mountain range and forest and this black burned spot was about this big from the air. Like you could just see all the green and then there was just like this little quarter size, just right, whoop, right in the middle. And I'll never forget the lesson that the Lord told me on the airplane from that window. Looking at the, at the ashes in the right proportion from above made me realize that it wasn't as devastating as I thought. That, that there wasn't as much damage as it looked like on the ground. Because if you're standing in the ground, that's all you can see. But if you're raised up above it, you can see that in its correct proportion. And that's the same way with the perspective of heaven. There are some times when we go through really hard things, and I am not minimizing that at all. So please hear me on this. There are times when we go through excruciating pain and trauma and hard things in our life and we see devastation and it can overwhelm us and it can overtake us because right here in this mess, that's all you can see. But if you will take a moment and look at it through the lens of heaven, from the heavenly perspective where you are seated and look at it from above, you see that there's still a lot of beauty in your life. That that devastation didn't take it all. That your whole entire life isn't just a wasteland like it feels like when you're looking at it with your earthly eyes. It's the perspective of heaven will always show us the work of the enemy in the right proportion. The kingdom of this earth will not. It will magnify the work of the enemy and make it feel like we are losing. And it will make us feel like we're going under and there's nothing salvageable. But there is. And here's the other thing. Heaven can be released on earth but you can't release earth into your heavenly seat. It only goes one way. So you can take all of the good things from heaven. Think of every good thing you can imagine. Peace, joy, love, hope, life. All of those things, 
We can be seated in heavenly places and we can bring that down to this seat. We can call it down and release it. Just heaven, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. But I cannot take the atmosphere from Walmart and send it up to my heavenly place. Thank you, Jesus. Because ain't none of that existed in heaven. Because you can't, you can't send anger to your heavenly spot. You can't send discouragement or doubt. And so if we can learn to be in tune with the kingdom realm, then we can release things here and realize that my spirit doesn't have to be affected because I can't take all this to heaven with me. So here's the deal. If you're operating in anger, you're not operating from your place in heaven because it's not allowed up there. If you're just releasing toxins into the air by the way you're talking and living or whatever, you're not, you're not living from your place in heaven because that's not coming from heaven. You're still there if you're a believer. You're just not operating from there. So that's a good way to check yourself. The other way of how, how are we going to do this? How are we going to be aware of the, the strategies of the enemy? How are we going to be aware of the atmosphere? Is that we have to, to train ourselves to be aware of what's going on in and around us. So there's this really cool scripture, Hebrews 5.14. It's really interesting. I'm going to read it to you. And it's talking about the mature believers here. It's kind of going on talking about like how babies drink milk and how you shouldn't just like drink milk forever. You know, like we don't give our kids formula until they're 25. And it's the same way in the spirit. You have to grow and then you can like swallow more and you can have more revelation and you understand more of heaven. And it says this solid food is for the mature whose senses perceive heavenly matters. They've been adequately trained by what they've experienced with understanding the difference between what is good and evil. The mature whose senses perceive heavenly matters. See, God has created us to be aware and he'll use all kinds of things. So you need to be aware of what's going on in you. You need to check yourself because I'll give you an example. I was hanging out with some people and they were so full of stress and anxiety that it was unbelievable. And I hung out with them for a few hours and you, you can feel it, you know? And I was fine. I was like excited. I was like, yeah, I'm hanging out with people. It's going to be awesome. And I found, I found myself when I got home, I, I, I was like stressing out about everything. I was stressing out about the kids going to bed and about this and about that and about all these things that don't matter. And that wasn't normal for me. 
That's not, that's not the way I live. But I, I, I found myself just in this, oh. I came home and I was like, raw to everybody. And John, like, I mean, you just like got time away. And now you're like, blah. <laughs> I thought this was going to be helpful for you and for me. You know, husbands, you get it. You send your wife away with no kids. You keep them all. You're like expecting like happy wife when she gets home. And I like walk in and I'm like, raw. Especially, like, I'm an extrovert. I get, like, so charged up by being with people. So it's really weird for me to come home like that. But I did. Just, rah, we got to get the kids to bed. It's like, past time. I need to do this. We got to get this done. We got to get this done. It's never going to work. I just can't believe this. No, that wasn't enjoyable. Rah, 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 you know? And what had happened is I had encountered an atmosphere that these people were carrying and I got slimed. You know? They just kind of slimed me with all their stuff. And I, and I, wasn't, I wasn't perceiving it. I was just rolling with it. And so I just came back home with the slime on me and just operating under that same thing. Like, ah! And the next morning, I felt like the Lord said, hey, that's not yours. You need to brush that stuff off, you know? In the middle of the wedding reception last night, the Shake It Off song came on. I said, I'm pretty sure this is making it into my message tomorrow. (laughs) Silly, but true. If you're around somebody that slimes you, that's not yours. You got to just shake it off. You got to brush that stuff off. You just got to pray, Lord, get that off me. That's not mine. Another example, I went to Walmart. I was talking to the checker at the checkout thing. And she's like, I just have a massive headache. I just have this horrible migraine. And she's talking and I'm like, girl, you don't have to live like that. She's bagging up my groceries. I'm like, I'm just praying for you right now to just be healed. And your shift is going to be awesome. And she was like, Okay, crazy. Um, So I just was speaking life over her. Got my groceries. I'm walking out to my car and I get hit with this insane headache. Halfway to my car, I was like, oh my gosh. But this time I was ready. I said out loud, somebody else in the Walmart parking lot thinks I'm crazy, but I figure all the crazies are at Walmart, so you blend in, right? I'm in the parking lot and I said, oh no, I did not come into this store with this and I am not taking it with me. (laughs) And this old boy who's the cart guy, he's like, okay. But I, I mean, I was like serious, like, oh no, I am not taking this. This just can stay here, but it is not mine. I did not come to this store like this, and I am not leaving the store like this. See, because if you know what's going on in your body and you check yourself, then if you have a random pain that's not yours, then you know it. But if you've already developed the lie that you're going to live in pain, then the atmosphere around you can make you feel pain anywhere in your body, no matter how bizarre it is, and you think it's yours. You have to train your senses, all of them, to be aware of what's going on around you. And when you come into contact with someone and you've missed it and you get slimed and you find yourself 
in pain or in a bad mood or angry. You just make it right. You brush it off. You realign yourself with heaven so that you can release it again. Amen? You have the power to shift the atmosphere. Not only do we not have to come in alignment with whatever we're around, we can release heaven wherever we go. And that's what the world needs. The world needs to experience heaven. They need to experience peace in this world. They need to experience true joy in this world. I had the opportunity. I've spent, what, like 40 hours with Kristen and her friends the last few days. And uh, there's this one bridesmaid that I spent all this time with. She's not a believer yet. She's amazing. And I've just got to hang out with her. And I just went in like, God, I'm going to bring heaven She's got to sit next to me. She's got to stand next to me. I'm just going to be like, share my heaven cloud with you, girl. (laughs) You're just going to have my heaven cloud, and you're going to experience a little bit of Jesus right here. And last night, 1210, when I was pulling out of the parking lot, I pulled up next to her car, and I rolled down my window, and I said, girl, it's been so nice to meet you and hang out with you. I've really, really enjoyed you. And she said, thanks. She said, you know, Harper's been inviting me to church. After meeting you, I think I might come. And I thought, that's the power of changing somebody's atmosphere. People are attracted to heaven. They're attracted to people who live in peace because it boggles their mind. They're attracted to people who live in joy even while going through bad things because it boggles their mind. They're attracted to people who who just live this amazing life because it's heaven. That's the way the, the world is supposed to feel heaven through us. And then they're supposed to want it. And if you are not operating under the atmosphere of heaven, the people around you will never feel it. I want you to stand. Sorry, that was longer than I planned. I'd like you to just put your hands out. And what we're going to do is we're we're just going to like, I'm going to lead you in a prayer of just repentance. Okay. So repenting just means that we're going to like leave behind the way we've been doing and, and go a different way. And we're just going to like repent for allowing other people's atmospheres to dictate our lives and just invite the Holy spirit to readjust us. Okay. So you can just repeat after me, father, First of all, all, I repent repent for fighting fighting flesh and blood. blood. Lord, reset my heart heart and my mind mind to fight from the right place place and with the right person. person. I repent repent for allowing allowing atmospheres atmospheres that are not from heaven heaven to control me. me. Rather than living under the kingdom of God. So I reset my heart and we come into alignment with your kingdom and we ask you to train our senses that we would be aware of our surroundings and God, we brush off anything that is not from the kingdom of heaven. And we invite you you to just rest on us.
and to be released through us. We will carry the atmosphere of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, go get your kids.